0: I'm also going to be part of a festival, as are a number of folks who have been on the podcast and will be on the podcast. It is the We Are Trans Fest. Uh, It is happening from October 16th through the 18th. My show will be on the 17th at 3 p.m., but it's a really amazing festival filled with Uh, a variety of different acts uh we are trans welcomes you to our first ever festival we will have a panel discussions variety shows and more over three days all shows and passes are free to black trans people individual shows are pay what you can with a suggestion of five dollars or more day passes can be purchased for donations of fifteen dollars or more and festival pass is your for any donation of 30 or more and grants you entry to the entire festival except the shows that are exclusively for the Black trans community. And all shows and passes are once again free to Black trans people. Uh, That said, you can go to We Are Trans Fest. The best place to find it uh, is at their Facebook. I'll just link it to you. You'll you'll find it. It'll be great. Uh, (laughs) But it's hosted by We Are Trans, Hey everybody, before we get started, I just want to let you know that we are going to discuss the age of consent as well as uh, hypersexuality as a result of trauma. Uh, And I just wanted to let you know that ahead of time so that I can give you a quick trigger or content warning. Thank you.
1: Is it transphobic?
2: We'll be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny.
3: We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised.
0: Hello, my name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I am the host and producer of the Is It Transphobic podcast. I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, and today I'm being joined by?
2: Morgan Payne, and I use they, them pronouns.
0: Yeah, so today we're talking about uh, a piece that I'd never heard of until it got uh, greenlit for a, like the pilot got greenlit for an entire series, by, I believe it was A24 is the company that's doing it. Um, and it's that's called correct. It's called Has Been Hotel. Um, this was a weird one because I tried to do some research on it to figure out like, because a couple of people, like multiple people said to me, hey, you should cover this. Hey, you should cover this. So I looked up, why am I covering this for this podcast? And I legitimately could not find anything that pointed in direction. So I reached out to a bunch of friends of mine and Morgan, you were the one that knows the most about this show of the people that I talked to. So I really I'd love to get your your opinions on it. Like first off, how were you introduced to the show? And what you (laughs) could talk to me about your feelings about it.
2: Okay. Um, So I don't know matter what my uh, feelings about it. This is a very controversial show. So Mm. I apologize in advance, I know people are going to get mad about this, so I'm going to try and be as neutral as possible. But um, the way I was introduced to the show, it was on Twitter, and I saw some of the artwork, and I was like, this is gorgeous. I'm an artist, so of course, that's what drew me in. Um, But like you, when I first got introduced, I was hearing all of this stuff about it, like how the creator was this horrible person... And the show is, like, homophobic and all this other stuff. Um, So I did my own research on a lot of what I was hearing. Um, And as it turned out, there's, like, a lot of exaggeration and rumors and legitimate critique out there. So it's kind of hard to sort through Mm. all of it. Um, But I decided to give the show a chance. um, And that's... How I got introduced to it
1: and I watched it a bunch
0: of times. Yeah. I I because I'll freely admit, like there there is a lot of lore that has already been set up about this show through the YouTube series that I just there's only I only have so much time. (laughs) So I personally focused on (laughs) I personally just focused on the uh the pilot episode that exists on the YouTube, uh the music video for uh, addicted and also the hell of a boss short that uh, I can't remember the name of the creator, but the creator uh, has put out and I kind of dig it. Like it's kind of, it's kind of my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that with that in mind, because I know like we, I've been giving away the ending to the episodes that we, have been discussing for the past couple of episodes where I literally just say, I liked this or I didn't like this (laughs) right off the bat. (laughs) But let's get into, because it was still like complicated and I was kind of like on, not on edge, but I was on guard for a lot of it because I was expecting this horrible, like, like just the, the kind of like, for lack of a better term, like the rancid humor that people had been putting onto the show. And it's, honestly yeah. not that bad <laughs> like there are, <laughs> yeah. like there are moments like okay yeah like they're they're definitely pushing the edge they're definitely like coming up to that but at the same time it's like yeah so they they swear a lot more and a character constantly is uh making jokes about how he's going to have sex with people like i don't know like is that worse than south park <laughs> like-
2: yeah i think it's it's I mean, I can see why people don't like the humor. It's definitely yeah. an acquired taste. It's it's like Rick and Morty, I feel mm. like. Um If that's not your type of humor, you're gonna love it. If it's not, you're not gonna enjoy this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that will not that will, <laughs> yeah. You will know very quickly it's, it's whether gonna, you the like hum- the show or not.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah the humor is gonna be very divisive um mm. on it. So mm-hmm. I can I can understand where that some of the controversy does spring from the humor because some people watch it and they're like no right away and other people are like this is hilarious mm-hmm. uh, I have that kind of sick twisted sense of humor so I was like oh I'm into this. <laughs>
0: Well, Yeah, like cartoons have a, a history of portraying violence, they have a history of portraying a lot of like, a lot of these things anyway, so a lot of the violent humor I was very like on board with. And even a lot of like the, what I found interesting was there are varying degrees of whether this succeeds or not. But oftentimes when a character is misogynistic, or slut shames or does something that is bad, they are met with an immediate consequence which I feel like is a thing that doesn't happen in a lot of stuff. Like it's always sunny or even Futurama when they try and go for that. Um, Cause it's, it's, it, sometimes it takes a little while for them to meet like these consequences. And with this, like the first thing you see from angel dust is him getting out of the car for, with a John, the John calls him a slut. He is able to kind of make a bunch of jokes towards the, Uh, towards the john and then i believe the john crashes the car or something happened and it was just like yep because that's the type of show this is
2: (laughs) exactly well they're in hell so they're they're clearly Mm -hmm. being punished um Mm -hmm. for what they did in life um so i it'll be interesting to see where they take the show if this is going to be a show about like paying for the learning about the consequences of your actions Mm -hmm. Um, I know the creator says she wants it to be about redemption Mm. Um, so I'm actually holding off major judgment um, until I see more of it because I just I don't think there's enough to judge from the pilot alone
0: yeah I'm also I'm also very curious how it will look like on a network because when even like, and there were a lot of people that had their hands in the creation of this pilot. It wasn't just one person, right. but there's person is always the showrunner. They're the one that has the vision. Um, mm-hmm. But even with that, like there's going to be a lot of overhead from a company that will probably make some changes. There'll probably be things that they'll have to pull back on. So I'm curious to see how that manifests in the full show when it finally comes out. Uh, because, you know, there, there's not a lot of, um, you know, like when you're just creating a pilot for your, for yourself, for your YouTube, for other people, you don't have to worry about company notes. You don't have to worry about those things. So
2: Right, I'm, right.
0: So, like, there's no necessarily need yeah. to speculate how much they'll have to pull back, but I think it's fairly certain they'll have to pull back a little bit of the humor, unfortunately. Right. Um <laughs> But...
2: Yeah. Um, so we, it will be interesting to see um, what they do with it, um, how they develop the characters. I know one of the big criticisms of the show is mm. that Angel just is like the stereotype, basically. Mm. And I can see that going either way. If they don't develop the character more, then yes, it, he could be construed as a stereotype. But it sounds like they actually put a lot of work in the character, at least from what people who've worked on the show said mm. um so he could turn out to be a very well-rounded character who is dealing with all this stuff and the drug use and the hypersexualization as a result of trauma but
1: mm-hmm.
2: again if that's handled poorly that can be very problematic so
1: yeah i will well,
2: say- we'll see what yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn you <laughs> pretty <interrupt>. much <sighs>
0: Goddamn internet. Anyway. I know. So I will I will say one of the common pushbacks whenever the show gets any critique about the uh the content within the show is uh it's supposed to be offensive because the characters are in hell or many of the characters are demons. And I hear that. I do hear that, but at the same time, it's tough because in a a larger piece. It can be an excuse for creators to create just an offensive piece of garbage that parrots a lot of their actual views within a character right. who is this, like, this, they, they even made fun of the use of the word problematic in the pilot, but, you know, who is problematic uh, and yeah. is used as an excuse to just say, oh, no, it's just a joke. Oh, you're not supposed to like that character. Um, very much like with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where it's like, you're not Mm -hmm. supposed to like these people. You're not supposed to want to be these people, but everybody knows which sunny character, if you watch it, you are. And... Right. Yeah. So, I more than anything else, and I'm not saying that to say that anyone who feels like this show can't have, can't push the limits because it's a show. At the same time, it's like, yeah, okay, it's in hell. But you are still a creator you are still a media consumer on the earth right you're consuming that media and so that still means that like yes these are hypothetical things but like yeah but we're dealing with real shit too
2: yeah exactly um and i think that's the one of the difficulties with that kind of edgy humor and now i'm somebody who likes edgy humor Mm. but I also think a lot of it is an excuse to punch down Mm -hmm. and then be like oh well you just don't get it's a joke you're trying to censor my humor and I'm like no you're just being an asshole yeah you you make it sound like a joke but you're being a bully Um, so it's a very like thin line to walk where you're like it's still like Funny and edgy, but you're not getting so offensive that you're actually doing harm.
0: Um yeah, and just to be clear, you're talking about edgy humor in general, not in not specifically within has been hotel. Not
2: specifically within has been, but in general. Um and some shows I've seen where it works, and then there's others where it's you're like, no, you've crossed the line. I think Family Guy is a good example of that. Mm. And it's a show I do not like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I feel they try so hard to be, you know, edgy and shocking that it's just offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't work. And they, I know they're like, well, Peter's supposed to be this big, dumb idiot. So it's okay. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: really not. There's there's this idea of like the equal opportunity what do you call it, like equal opportunity insult, equal opportunity offender, Uh, and it just, honestly, I'm just not here for that kind of bullshit anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, that doesn't work in real life. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I like making fun of everyone equally. I'm like, yeah, but in the real world, privilege is a thing, and some groups are getting made fun of a lot more, and the humor's based on, like, a structure of power, so you can't there, there's no equality in the world, therefore you can't be equal opportunity about the humor. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense, so yeah. Um, that that's something. Um, I think the pilot was fairly good at balancing, but again, I want to wait and see where it goes, how it's handled.
0: Yeah. So much of so much of it, I think part of it is I was just dealing with character fatigue because there are so many characters and it was really, you can tell that it's lush and you can tell that they put so much energy, effort and ideas right. into these characters and they've all got a backstory. And I can see that, but I'm like, I as a viewer who is just walking into this for the first time had to kind of be like, wait, which ones am I paying attention to? Okay, okay, Angel Dust is cool. Right. But now we're moved away from Angel Dust and there's this Cobra person. Oh, okay, well the Cobra person kind of came back in the end too, but like, <laughs> wait, okay. <laughs> like, but there were so many right. characters that like that it got tough <laughs> but I'm yeah
2: ha- plus you're in hell and you're not sure mm-hmm. okay who's supposed to be the antagonist who's the protagonist because like, yeah. the antagonist can get away with a little more if you know you're supposed to be like they're a bad person and you're laughing at what a bad person they are mm-hmm. and you're like ha, they're in hell and they're getting punished for it um But it's not always straightforward who's going to be cast in that role and who's like, oh, they're a lovable scamp, but it means that the humor can't be as racy or Mm. we're not going to like the character.
0: And it is also interesting that, like, for this show in particular, it's tough because you kind of also have to figure out why is this character in hell? Um, And that's always a tough thing, especially when we're dealing with, like, when we are looking for queer representation when queer representation exists it's like why are they in hell what's going on like was it something that they did other than that like and there are a bunch of characters that start saying in i know hell of a boss there was a a character that talked about how he was lovingly murdering his wife for cheating on him (laughs) (laughs) like it's like okay it's very clear why you're here
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it would make sense they don't like realize that what they did was that bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's the definition of a lot of horrible people is they don't realize that they're horrible. <laughs> um, but that actually ties into some of the controversy surrounding Angel Dust. Mm. They're like, "Whoa, well, is he in hell because he's gay? Because that would not be okay. Or is he gay just because he's..." uses drugs and is a sex worker because that's that would be a horrible message as well Mm -hmm. uh the impression i got is because he he's in hell because he used to be in the mob and kill people
1: Mm. okay um
2: and some of the background information supports that because he was a mobster in the 40s um oh that explains the tommy
0: gun okay like yeah yeah that's
2: why he has the tommy gun he died in the 40s um -hmm. And is he's part of like a mafia family? Mm. So if that's the reason he's in hell, then oh my god, that's fine with me. It's kind of cool as a gay gangster. If it is tied to the drug use and the sex work, that does not sit well. Yeah, with me and I think a lot of people just based on the pilot got the impression that that's why he was in hell.
1: Mm. I I can
2: see why they would see it's problematic. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 no. That's totally fine. I, I was just going to say, especially with pilot writing, like pilot writing, pilot execution is its own, honestly, it's its own genre of just like, because you really don't get a sense of a piece until you get two or three episodes in and they've got their, they've got their, their swing. They've got their, they've, they've got everything figured out. Uh, even like technical things, like f- like funny enough, the the lighting in Scrubs didn't get fixed until episode three, and then it stopped being a bleak horror movie <laughs> where they laughed, <laughs> like, and started being oh no, like the lighting needs to be fixed right now. So pilots, even just like small things, can change from pilot into episodes yeah. two and three. Um, and there's again, there are so many characters that it's just like it's hard to kind of parse all of the world building with all of the character building, because there are just so many that are prominent that you have to kind of focus on. Um,
2: And there's even more characters that are going to get introduced. So it's a lot. Yeah.
0: Now you showed me. I want to squeeze in. Now you showed me uh, like a a webcomic. Is this based on a webcomic? Did I completely miss that? Am I Am I gonna get killed like, okay, really- by fans? What is what's happening? No, no, no. It was
2: not it was not based on a web comic. The webcomic okay. was um, a prequel comic to kind of fill fans in about like how Angel Dust came to be at the hotel.
1: Oh okay.
2: Um but the creator, uh, Vivi Pop or however you say it, um she actually started off as a web comic writer and artist when she was mm. a teenager. Um, with a car- um, a comic. It was called. I think it was Zoophobia. Mm. Um, <laughs> so some of the characters are actually mm. based on her original web comic. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that,
1: that's okay. how she got her start.
0: Cool. Uh, so th- there were two moments that I clocked as potentially like, mm, maybe this is why they're saying. Trans Like this piece is transphobic. Uh, one of them being, "Don't get your taco in a twist." Was that supposed to be sexist or racist? Eh, whatever pisses you off more. Uh, a, yeah, fuck it. All right, I dug it. Like, sure, complicated. Yeah, he,
2: he was clearly <laughs> trying to get a rise out of yeah. her and being an asshole.
0: Mm-hmm. Which it's like, um,
2: and I should point out that Vivian is Vivi Pop herself mm-hmm. is Latina.
0: So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I did no research into the creator at all. <laughs> I just sort of like, I was going in on the material. Yeah, okay, cool.
2: Yeah, and Vaggie, um, that character's actually based on her a little bit. Mm. Um, so, knowing that, it does put the joke in a slightly different context. It's not that, you know, people mm. of color can't be racist, but um, mm-hmm. it's slightly different than if some non Latina person made that
0: joke. Yeah. Like it, it, for lack of better term, it's not necessarily that it makes it okay, but at the same time, it makes it a lot more like, oh, okay, this is a lot more subversive if someone from this uh, from this group is actually like making that joke and is putting that joke in. It can still be harmful at the same right. time. Right. This one, no, this one, I don't
2: exactly.
0: Mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, and
2: that's another that's another valid criticism of the show because um, there were a lot of LGBTQ. People who worked on it and Busy mm. Pop herself is bisexual, but people who don't like the show have also pointed out it, that doesn't really matter if it's being homophobic; it's still homophobic, and it's not like gay people have never been homophobic, right? Um, and I know some people will just be like, "Well, they're gay, so it can't possibly homophobic," and they're like,
1: "No, that's not <laughs> entirely true."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think because, and it's also tough because. Pieces and we've gotten, I don't want to say called out, but we've been ta- like, we've had our criticisms criticized uh, because transphobia exists in a piece, and even though we acknowledge it, we still don't think it's transphobic. Uh, and just because transphobia right. appears in a piece doesn't necessarily mean that it is transphobic. But sure, yeah, you should know that going in so that you understand that. But like, we on the podcast take a very strong stance of like, transphobia can exist but that doesn't necessarily make it transphobic. But if you disagree with that, that's totally fine and that's a valid disagreement. I just would argue with you about that.
2: Right. And um, I feel like there's very valid points on both sides of the argument of whether or not this is homophobic. Um, Mm -hmm. The problem I have is that it seems like a lot of would be straight allies are kind of butting into the conversation and just they're like, no, it's transphobic, and they're speaking over the voices of queer people who like the show, mm. um, and dismissing them, and that makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah, I think you can you can call the show homophobic, and I can see I can totally see why some people would say that, but I think this is a discussion that should be happening within the LGBTQ community. Hmm. Um. and it's not helpful when straight people who I know are trying to be good allies and be helpful and support their queer friends kind of just butt in and start talking over people who you know who have lived these experiences and this is a lot more personal for them
1: yeah
0: I think it's also okay for people to bring up hey this is a criticism that I've heard if you're not a part of yeah. said group, but at the same time, you cannot speak as an expert on that, but bringing up that criticism is not bad. At the same time, again, like you're saying, listen to queer people who are actually experiencing a lot of these things when they are talking about these issues. Amplify their voices. Exactly.
2: No, uh, yeah, but I, I think it's a, yeah. valid, it's a valid place because yeah. you know, I've, I've seen um, some gay people who are fans of angel dust, say like, they're feeling very dismissed because they themselves, mm. Were drug users or hypersexualized in the past because of trauma, mm-hmm. and so when they hear people say that the character's trans or pho- homophobic, mm-hmm. they're like, "Okay, so my experience doesn't matter to you." Yeah. But on the other side of that, there's also people who are like, "Well, this is kind of a stereotype, and he's playing into the stereotype, and if it's not handed well, it could be incredibly offensive and hurtful." Yeah. Because that is a common stereotype that gay people are all hyper. Sexualized and sex workers and you know use drugs hey
0: everyone morgan just wanted me to cut in and let you know uh we are not intending to slut shame with this discussion but at the same time hypersexuality can be a result of trauma or abuse however that does not mean one leads to the other
2: right, and it's a weird conversation to have but of, of like the, that is mm. one of the arguments people have been having a lot mm. about the show and i i just encourage if you are not part of the lgbtq community please just listen to both sides don't amplify the voices of gay people but don't necessarily barge in Mm -hmm. and start explaining to gay people why or why this is or isn't homophobic because that is not your place to be deciding
1: yeah
0: Uh, The other, and there actually, I'm I'm remembering two other. I'm remembering two other moments that were like stuck out to me as like maybe this is where people are seeing it. Uh, At one point, the radio Mm -hmm. demon, who I know you really want to talk about, uh, the radio demon (laughs) exists, and he says to Angel Dust when he decides that he's going to help uh, run this hotel, "Uh, "What can you do, my effeminate fella?" To which Angel Dust responds, "I can suck your dick." Immediately. Amounts like large amounts of static, and then no, <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Alistair's actually asexual, so that's oh, is, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that's great. One, the reason he, like, sh- yeah, it's, it's the reason he shut him down immediately. Hmm. Um, and the voice actors have actually done like just made up recordings for fun on live streams, and that's kind of <laughs> a common joke where Angel will hit on him to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> because he thinks it's funny and Angel's an mm. asshole and mm. I was just like, no.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, like, especially knowing that context that he is ace, I'm actually, like, a lot more on board with this joke now, too. Like, if, like, I was on board with it before. I thought it was funny, but at the same time, like, okay, yeah, like, there's there's even more reason for him to be like, nope, I have a strong reaction to not any of this. Thank you. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> but I can see why people might construe that as homophobic because mm. There's this, like, idea that gay men will just hit on you whether you're into it or not. Mm -hmm. And, which ugly, like, straight guys seem to think will happen. I'm like, women don't hit on you. Why would you think Mm -hmm. gay men are gonna hit on you? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm really mean. Now you know why I like this show. Um, but, (laughs) like, that's a a really homophobic take, and it, it has led to, like, violent crime against gay people because they're like oh they're just gonna sexually harass me
1: mm-hmm.
2: um at which you know Angel kind of does to Alistair um so yeah I can see why people are like that's not cool guys
0: yeah and just, to, and just to also be clear uh just because you say no to someone does not mean you're homophobic so much of this is because there's a lot of imagery and a lot of like putting down of Angel dust by a lot of other characters uh in a sexual way to hear another one is just kind of like and a very like vehement like no it's like oh it makes sense because all sex is terror is just like to you as opposed to just sex with
2: (laughs) right no he's just like no sex yeah i have have better things to do like terrorize Mm -hmm. people and make deals (laughs) (laughs) like no sex just deals please (laughs) (laughs) by the way that was a great impression i i really loved that That (laughs) thank you excellent voice work
0: (laughs) appreciated uh (laughs) the the other one is in the um is in the uh, is it addict or addiction addiction the addiction video Uh, addict addict addict. addict video yeah um where at one point i know um Angel Dust is in a dress and looks amazing by the way. Um, I could maybe see people construing this as like, oh, you know, this is like a a mask character, but even though not like- Well, he's supposed
2: to be a drag queen as well on top of doing sex work.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Man, um, all this, like, where, where are you getting all this? <laughs> like, this is not uh, in the pilot. This is not in the pilot. <laughs> I know.
2: Well, that, That's the thing. There's, there is a lot of, like, canon information mm. out there, because, you know, it took them so long to make the pilot. They have mm. kind of, like, an idea of where they want the series to go, and all this background of the characters they just weren't able to squeeze in there, because there's already so much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's one of the things. Um, he is actually a drag queen, which mm. is probably why he was dressing um, in the corset and why he like fluff up his chest fur and whatnot. Um, mm. just for that's another thing to keep in mind
0: (laughs) and just for for listeners who are maybe coming to this because they love has been hotel or hate has been hotel or have no opinions and have just never this is your first episode we on the is a transphobic podcast do take a stance that drag is not inherently transphobic but there are some drag queens that absolutely can move into transphobic territory uh much like any medium so (laughs) uh, yeah so but interesting okay I, I'm, I'm digging a lot of, I'm digging this so much, honestly, like I'm, <laughs> it's the, and I, I shared with you privately a criticism that I do have of it, which honestly is not a real criticism, but at the same time, I feel as a human that <laughs> yeah. they just say, for lack of a term, they say fuck for fuck's sake. A lot and it just sort of like yeah. bogs it down a little, and it's just like, all right, you know, hey, that's their thing, that's their style, they can roll with that. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like sometimes it's just like, we can say fuck now. <laughs> it's just like, okay.
2: <laughs> and I know they're like trying to emphasize that it's in hell, so they probably swear a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: And then,
2: of course, they have in contrast Alistair, Alistair who doesn't swear at all.
1: <laughs> I really love it um, Alistair. <laughs>
2: oh. Yeah, I do too. Um, but that, that's like one of the things is they don't have him swear. Mm. um so but you're correct that there that's another criticism of the show because before i i went on here with you i i did try to do a lot of research and find out why people were saying these things and Mm. some of them were based on speculation or exaggeration some of them were valid but Mm. um i did try to consider all the different perspectives um and yeah that that was another criticism is that they're swearing just for the sake of swearing and being offensive just for the sake of being offensive and yes we understand they're in hell but swearing is not a character trait as people have told me because I swear a lot <laughs> well clearly
0: it is a character trait for you
2: <laughs> I mean it is for me I apparently am not a well written character but no I think that's a valid critique um,
0: Yeah, no, and I I definitely, like, yeah. Like, I don't necessarily feel like it pulls me away from the show. At the same time, it's just like, okay, you're just swearing because you can swear. Sure, cool, whatever.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And that might be another reason, like, if you're just not someone who likes to hear, like, cluster F-bombs, you probably hmm. won't be into the show.
0: Yeah. Like, this... This show kind of, for lack of better term, this show clearly does know its audience. And I really applaud mm. them for that. Like, it's, it's fascinating. It's just like, okay. Like, I did not know I was its yeah. audience. But yes, apparently I am. <laughs> uh, one funny thing that happened to me that had nothing to do with the show, uh, YouTube has auto-generated captions, which I think is great. However, if you've ever dealt with auto-generated captions... <laughs> there can be some really amazing things. Um, and oh, no. it did not know what to do with Alistair at all. It was just like, what, what is, oh, I, think I'm, I think I heard this, but I don't know. And the, when asked why Alistair would help their hotel, Alistair responds, share bottom. But the auto-generated caption was share bottom. Like musical, a, like, musical, artist, like we're talking about Cher's ass. It's just like, okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, the, the, the motivation was, I, w- I would do things for the <laughs> Cher's
0: ass, I guess. I mean, in all fairness, if I could turn back time, if I could yeah. find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope the Has Been Hotel audience appreciates a good share joke. <laughs> I have no idea.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Um, and there was so
0: Hey folks, really quick. I'm in a show. It's called The Battle of Broken Mirrors. You can go to mirrors.live to get tickets. Uh here is the trailer. You can see me Fridays and Saturdays, except for Halloween. So I hope to see you there. <laughs>
3: What lies on the other side of the mirror? Just behind your reflection lies a mysterious place. Rorim, the world of magic. A land of great wonder where myths are true, but also a world of great darkness. Our worlds were once joined together, but were separated long ago by an ancient evil called the Tiger. Now, the Tiger stirs again, threatening to destroy both worlds. The Mirror Portals are opening once more. Will you help to fight the Tiger and save our two worlds? The Scattered Players are proud to present The Battle of Broken Mirrors, an online, interactive, immersive theater experience. Using the Promenade System pioneered in shattered space, log on using your computer, tablet, or phone. Meet one of eight guides from the Heart of the Dragon, a rebellion dedicated to defeating the tiger. Navigate the Halls of Refraction to meet the mysterious inhabitants of Roram and experience legends both old and new. Decide for yourself whether to war against the tiger or seal the mirror connection to Roran forever. Coming to you every weekend in October, it's the Battle of Broken Mirrors.
2: Though, I think those are the only instances in the has-been hotel pilot that I saw that could be construed as, transphobic, but there was one that actually stuck out to me in one of her shorts, um, Hell of a Boss. Mm. And the first time I watched it, I like laughed, but the second time, I thought, you know, that's that's good. It's a little iffy there. Mm. Um, And that's the moment where um, sorry, guys, spoilers, where the demons accidentally (laughs) assassinate a kid. Uh, Again, like this (laughs) I can see why people don't like this show. I, I think yeah. that's hilarious, but a lot of people are like, oh my god, that's not funny. Um, but they assassinate the kid, and they feel really bad, so they bring him to the hospital. And so the surgeon's try to save him, and there's a very sexy female nurse, who's very voluptuous, and she has a very deep voice. It's um, very deep masculine voice. And yeah, I, I can see that as being transphobic. No, yeah. there was never any joke that it was like, ha it's because she's trans, or ha ha, it's weird. She has a deep mm-hmm. voice. It, it wasn't actually used as a punchline. She just happened to have a really deep voice.
0: And admittedly, like for, for a lot of things like this, uh, it's tough because femme-presenting characters with deep voices absolutely get played for jokes, played for laughs, and mm-hmm. as a result have a tendency to make people uh, look at femme presenting folks that have deep voices as less than womanly. This show and that short are not necessarily presenting that. They're actually presenting it as, this is just part of the character and all the other characters around this character know about their voice. So they don't comment on it, which is like a real life thing. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but to that same extent, it's It's tough because like, I think if I didn't know the show itself had a lot of queer representation in the, uh, you know, in the mm-hmm. production. I probably would be judging it a lot harder, but like, yeah, just FYI, this is a thing. But also, I don't necessarily, and I didn't do the research on who the voice actor is, uh, so I don't know what th- what this voice actor's deal is. And maybe, like, I tend to have a like a pretty deep voice myself. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I, like, they didn't seem like they were playing that. It seemed like they were absolutely like kind of playing it as like, this is the character's voice, and yeah, so I'm, I'm curious a lot more about that. I feel like there's a lot more openness to that, but at the same time, like yeah, absolutely that has been a trope. That has been a stereotype that people have used in pieces before, but because they didn't comment on it, they didn't make it a thing for lack of better
1: terms.
2: Right. Uh, but at the same time humor you know the joke doesn't exist in a bubble Mm -hmm. so I mean if that was my thought oh that reminds me of like how they make jokes about trans people I think a lot of people are also going to think that and that's where their minds are going to go yeah I don't know if like that was part of the joke or they're just like "Uh, let's give her this voice
0: yeah it was also a very high-intensity moment, so mm-hmm. which, which is interesting because in the high-intensity moment, there's so much happening visually, there's so much happening audi- like auditorily that you don't necessarily get a moment to breathe in that moment, and so it kind of flies by. So it's actually like, even like the more I'm analyzing that scene and the more I'm thinking about it, the more, not necessarily subversive, but like the less intentionally harmful i feel it is if that makes any sense because Mm -hmm. like in a frenetic scene like that you don't have a moment to really sit and like if it was them having a coffee and the female nurse had a very deep voice and just said like uh two sugars please or something then we as an audience have a lot more mental capacity to focus in and hone in on Mm. a lot more detail so yeah
2: yeah, so, you know, yeah. that's another one that can, <laughs> that can go either way. Mm-hmm. And, and I've apologized to the audience. I'm sure it's frustrating. That I'm um, like, oh, well, it could be this or it could be this. But, you know, not everything is, is, is going to be one thing or the other. And, I mean, a lot of people inside the LGBTQ community, you know, they dis- we disagree on stuff. We don't all have the same opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's fine. So, and I, I'm trying to, like, present both perspectives so people can make their own decisions on whether this would be something they're interested in or if this is something that there's, like, no way in hell um, mm. by presenting both points of view. But, yeah, I, I, it is kind of hard where you're like, well, this could it could be this. This could be valid. Or this could be valid.
0: Yeah. But like, well, we all- don't really know. Mm like ultimately I I would say a lot of it is going to come down to what this full season is going to look like uh and then we can start Mm -hmm. figuring that out I really feel like based on the information that we have right now uh it's not that bad (laughs) it's just like it's just yeah it's probably not it might not be a show for you um there were some other criticisms I know you'd mentioned about the the creator of it that I just want to kind of bring up because I feel like we should at least talk about them. Um, I know yeah. one of the major criticisms uh, she was called transphobic for drawing a YouTuber character. Like remind- yeah, so yeah.
2: she drew fan art of a controversial YouTuber um, who makes transphobic jokes and blackface jokes. Newsie mm. um, Pop said she was not aware that the YouTuber was problematic at the time. Mm. Um, and once she did, she apologized. Um, so a lot of people were saying she was transphobic because she was seemingly in support of this transphobic person. Mm. Um but other people point out that she didn't realize at the time and that when she did find out, she apologized. And then she's also she says she was in a really bad place at the time and wasn't mm. using great judgment. Uh, she, it a To me, it's worth noting she was also fairly young, like 20, I believe. Mm. Um, that's not necessarily excuse. I mean, you're an adult and you should be responsible for your decisions at that point. But I know I, at least at 20, did not always make the best decisions. And there's are certainly problematic people that I used to be fans of until I realized how problematic they were. Mm. Like a certain author,
1: British author.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard not to say the name. Yeah, the, the just... Case. I know. Yeah.
2: She, she yeah. who shall not be named. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah. the person that did not write Giuseppe Stromboli. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So personally I feel myself being a little more lenient because to me it reads as okay, she is young and she made a stupid mistake. It wasn't something life ruining or severe. Um hmm. and there's certainly, like, 20 year olds. I'm, I'm not saying just because you're young they should be forgiving, but there's certainly people that age who do horrible things and should be held accountable for, like, ever. Yeah. Um, we won't be naming names, but I'm sure people <laughs> can guess. Um, but to me, I was like, okay, so she liked someone problematic and realized her mistake. I... Yeah. Doesn't bother me as much, but it's also totally valid if some people have a problem with that. And a lot of criticism is coming from people who are closer to her age and don't think that should be an excuse.
0: Mm. Yeah. I um, think, cause I, I think especially, especially where she's talking about her show itself. And I realize I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about the show, but like where her show itself is all about redemption and all about f- figuring out what that road to redemption is. Uh, so much of that, I, I tend to agree. I think looking at what a person has done past what <laughs> what they have done that was bad, you know, like what, what they've done after that is absolutely what we need because we can't just, in my opinion, put people in a box of they're terrible and that's it. Um, and exactly. And if they choose not to find the way to move forward and they choose not to find that redemption, and I don't always have an answer as to what that is. Sometimes there are things people do Mm -hmm. that you just don't have an answer for. It's like, I'm sorry, but I guess you've got to find it, because you did the thing. Uh, And I'm not saying that she did. I'm just saying, like, that is sort of, Mm -hmm. and because it sounds like, if that's, like, if that's what's going on, like, she made an apology. She didn't realize at the time who this person was, and we oftentimes do things and trust people that we later find out we should not have trusted. And that's that's a very real thing. Yeah. So.
2: And like on the one hand, this was a more conservative YouTuber, so uh-huh. that probably should have been a red flag from the beginning. Mm. Uh, she just saw this this woman who is really opinionated and spoke her mind, even though Vivzie Pop didn't necessarily agree with it. Mm. She admired her for that, but then later realized, okay, that's not necessarily admirable. Yeah. Um. And. Maybe it's because I'm in my mid-30s, so I've lived through make and learning from a bunch of mistakes I made in my 20s.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so that's probably why I'm a little more lenient. And people are like, well, this person did this thing when they were 20. I'm like, wow, it must be nice to be perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but um, I also don't want to dismiss, like, mm. people who do have valid concerns um, about her. Yeah. Or people... Well, who are like being young, like twenty? That's not an excuse. You're an adult at that point. You should, yeah, you know, think about your actions a little more.
0: Because um, I know that there was one more piece of criticism that you shared with me that people have shared that. Um, and correct me if I'm I'm misrepresenting what mm-hmm. what it was, but essentially, uh, when she was even younger, she was working on web comics, and there was a relationship between a character who yep. was seventeen and a character who was nineteen. And again, she was under 18 when she was writing that. Um,
2: I think she was like 18, 19. Mm. So about the same age as the character. Mm. Um, but some people basically, they said it was like pedophilia. Mm. And I think that kind of blew up because then people just heard, oh, she's a pedophile without okay. really knowing the context. Mm. Um whether you consider the relationship between a 17 year old and 19 year old problematic i think that's a personal thing um, Yeah.
0: yeah i i will say i'm not necessarily going to wade my toes into that debate at all other than just debate. yeah I'm, i feel like i feel like especially if you're like it it just yeah that's way different that is way there's like yes no no no, no. <laughs> Like it, it's
2: different than like a thirty-year-old and a fourteen-year-old. Um, yeah, and I, I'm not going to say one way or the other whether I think that something a nine-year-old if it's okay, but it is very different context yeah. that I think people should be aware of.
0: Yeah, and if that um, is and if that is for you a like stopping point, no, absolutely not. Okay, respect, but at the same time, like, you know, like uh, it's that specific instance is not for me. Like, no. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, and happened. I know
2: that, you know, if you mm-hmm. are someone who does have, like, a lot of trauma, that might be something that, Yeah. Like, no. That's absolutely not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I think it is important to know that context. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have heard a few other rumors. Some of them are, like, she doesn't pay her staff, which is hmm. untrue, because the staff has said that that's not true.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, there might be other rumors about her I don't really know of or other valid criticisms that I don't know of, but I know those were the major ones. Um yeah. the choose transphobic and the choose a pedophile.
0: Which both yeah, no, okay the context the context <laughs>
2: yeah. changes it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So uh. I encourage people um, before passing judgment just do your research because keep in mind there were a lot of trolls um who Mm -hmm. kind of blew this out of proportion just to start drama Mm -hmm. because they thought it was funny to see people get really upset when they heard someone's a pedophile Mm -hmm. um so i i would encourage people to just like look into it a little bit more before making a decision yeah one way or the other
0: yeah so yeah (laughs) So to, to start wrapping up, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that we might need to talk about uh, before, we, before we finish off?
2: Um, not that I can really think of. I think the main takeaway from this is just that it's a complex issue. There's a lot of very strong opinions on both sides. I think they both have valid points on each side, but It is something that I think everyone needs to look into a little bit more. Maybe listen to the other side more.
1: Mm.
2: Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that the show is getting as much controversy as it is. Because there's definitely worse stuff out there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I was like... Th- that actually took me by surprise. Um,
0: mm. but Like, I wonder if I was all, honestly, like, so prepped for this to be, like, the worst fucking thing in the world and them to be, like, throwing the T-slur here and there and, like, throwing, yeah. like, it's just, like, oh, this isn't bad at all. It's just, this is actually kind of good. I'm, I'm kind of stoked. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was kind of me, too, because I was, like,
2: oh, this is this, is, is this yeah. true? Is all this, like, stuff they yeah. say, hor- like, all this horrible stuff true? I was, like, oh, it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering too if watching it, if I would have had a different opinion if I had gone into it without knowing anything, as opposed to going into it having heard all this very negative stuff and then seeing it and I'm like, oh, it's not as actually that bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Wasn't there, sorry, I'm off topic, but wasn't there a Transformers movie where a character had a laminated. Uh, law about the age of consent in their state and he just kept showing it to Mark Wahlberg because he was dating Mark Wahlberg's oh. daughter. Like, how is that? Like, anyway, like, I'm sure I'm sure everyone was also up in arms. I know, I know. Oh. But like, it's just like, if you just drew a webcomic about a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old, alright, I'm not gonna harp on that. Like, it's just like, how, 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 how are these <laughs> like how are these
2: terrible?
0: Anyway, uh so
2: <laughs> the, the Transformers thing is true it sounds really gross and yeah, I know. My, I it might know not be
0: Transformers. It was definitely a Michael Bay film and explosions happened and of uh, course laminated Michael
2: Bay. Oh. Laminated
0: age of consent. <laughs> it's like okay. so
2: creepy. Oh my it's god. Like, it's even
0: worse. It's even worse <laughs> if they just didn't talk about it. Like <sighs> Oh my god. <sighs> okay. okay. Discussion though so so uh the two questions I ask at the end of every episode uh did you was it transphobic and did you enjoy it let's start with did you enjoy it because I think everybody already knows the answer to this question
2: yeah I I I enjoy it yeah
0: I I super dig it (laughs) sorry everyone I this this may not be for you and that's totally fine it is for me um I give it 666 share bottoms uh (laughs) <laughs> uh so was it transphobic?
2: I don't I didn't get that impression.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I Yeah. Think so
0: Yeah, same. Um there's a lot of things to maybe keep in mind, but really ultimately like at this stage no, I'm curious what the next 3 to 5 episodes are going to look like so that we can make a better assessment, but based on the information yeah. that we have right now? No?
2: And yeah, like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to judge a series when there's only the one episode because it's just not enough information right now.
0: Yeah, and um, it's not so, a contained entity. Depending
2: on, how, yeah, depending on how the show is developed, it may become super problematic and I will say, you know what? I was wrong. I <laughs> changed my opinion. Or it may be good and we'll get more well-rounded characters and good writing and I'll see and then maybe more people will be like oh this isn't as bad as I thought yeah we'll see
0: (laughs) (laughs) and of course if there is anything else that we are missing from what we talked about if there's other information that we just could not find we we did do our research but at the same time you know like things come up things happen things become more prominent yeah yeah, absolutely. Let us know, but at the same time, I based on the information that we have available to us, no, there's there's nothing problematic about. There's nothing really problematic about the people behind it. It's just a matter of okay, <laughs> like, okay.
2: Yes, again, based on the info yeah. we have. So, Yep. If, if there's more, we missed. <laughs> yeah,
0: which I'm open to, but yes. Uh, so, Morgan, tell people how to find you if you want them to. Do you want them to? <laughs>
2: Oh, God. Oh, if you're going to send me hate mail, maybe don't. <laughs> but, no, uh, no, I, I actually, like, if, if there is stuff that I miss, I actually do want to hear Um, You can find me um, on Twitter at Diversity Horror um, or on my website, um, Diversity Horror Blogspot, um, where I review diverse horror fiction.
0: Awesome.
1: So, it's really yeah. good. Yes.
0: I love it. I love Thank that. you. I love the blog. All right. Uh, and you can find <laughs> me at, on Twitter at Lucretia Deerfor, L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, and then the number four, Is It Transphobic, also has a Twitter at Is It Transphobic. And guess what? Now we have an Instagram because I finally broke down and made an Instagram for this Woo! podcast <laughs> because apparently podcasts nice. and Instagrams go well together. Um, and that's at Is It Transphobic. Uh, you can also go to bit.ly um, slash is it transphobic and see all of our other episodes, all of our other stuff. And yeah. So thank you all so much. For Before listening. we go. Yes.
2: Before we go. Can I hear that Alistair voice one more time?
0: <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say?
2: Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh...
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> Let me find something. Um... Oh. <clears> oh. <throat> It's supposed to be offensive. The characters are demons in hell.
2: Thank you. Here we go. All right. Thanks. All right.
0: Thank you all for listening.
2: Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers.
3: The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaledrin.bandcamp.com.